just once again make clear that which most do not seem to understand. This podcast is marked as explicit, not because it offers a mature look into the world of topics not meant for the young or immature, but because it mucks about in very appalling, gormless, and tasteless filth whilst reveling in it. Cinemus Psyops aims to drag you down into the very same muck filled with sexual deviancy and decayed morality. Cinemus Psyops. They heap weekly praise on such filth while discussing the most base and animalistic urges, reviewing the lowest common denominator of low-grade trash ever considered film.
episode of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy that's so fucking confused about what episode we're doing because we've done a movie that we're done already before, and equally confused about what the fuck I just said is my co-host, Matt! Let's see, you carry the two, and then you divide that by three. Yeah, we did this before. Yeah, episode 323, we have already covered vampires. Why are we redoing it again for episode 388? Because your anal retentive OCD need to do a whole entire box set causes it? Possibly, but also I kind of forgot that we did it at 323 already, so... (laughs) But we will then be now. Soon basically Soon. yeah all right yeah. that's basically what we we have we got a repeat that's our very first repeat and actually yeah i feel sort of like i haven't gone back to listen to the 323 coverage of vampires but i feel like now that we are a little more deeper into la Raz's stuff i knew we did like at least three la Raz films but i wasn't sure what they were before putting this on the schedule and truth be told i did this schedule like months ago because i was trying to get everything ready to go whenever you started having issues where you had to work like a second job just to make end meets and ends meet and like just keep your life like just barely above water and all of that shit. Yeah. And so I just basically was going through and grabbing stuff out of these box sets and trying to get them ripped, get them all ready to go and like plan out an entire year where we're going to be switch hitting and trying to do the scheduling. And it got lost in the shuffle. And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know, plenty of other shows take second looks at movies all the goddamn time. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Maybe you see something you didn't see before. I think last time I did the notes, so now you're doing the notes for this one. Yeah, I do believe that this may have been, uh, it wasn't one of the, I think it was going to be intended to be one of the, um, like, education things, or I forget what we, Horror 101 or something like that. Yeah. I forget, you know, I forget exactly what it was that we called it. I think it was intended to be that, but we didn't get to it before I stopped doing that series. But I just had to do the notes anyway, and we were doing a bunch of LaRaz stuff at the time. And so, you know, I, I just kind of figured what the hell we'll do it again and i forgot to mention that to you and i also myself forgot it and then when i'm doing the notes today same thing that you did where i was like holy fuck we've done this before i'm like oh shit but i was halfway through it you know yeah i I mean what what are you gonna do stop (laughs) right i was pretty much done with everything so i was just like the more i thought about it i was like no i knew this i knew this going in that we were going to be double dipping on this one and i was like why why did why did i not make a note that yes we've covered it before i should have put that in the notes and my only excuse is i was just in a hurry and i thought well i will remember when the time comes and i did this like what six months ago <laughs> yeah famous last words i'll remember when the time comes right so that's why i uh, that's why i have notes and reminders for everything now <laughs> so we did this a little over 65 episodes ago or 65 weeks ago yeah it's been at least a year since we've last talked about about it and it what was a simpler time yeah it was a much vaguer uh it, it's much more vague in my memory and i'd seen it I'm pretty sure that I have seen it at least once before we covered it on the show. Uh, I think the main thing was boobs and that was it. Maybe, maybe not. And I mean, I'm not going to say that my review is going to go much past that boobs, but we will dig into a little bit and we'll probably have a little bit more to say and we can 
flesh some things out. And then also we can talk about how, I don't know if you remember this or not, but this print that came in the box set from Arrow is significantly more cleaned up and a lot easier to see than the one that we watched previously. That's also true. So I am super stoked to actually be able to see a lot more of everything that's going on and mostly it's the boobs, yes. All right. <laughs> well, that's kind of a good way to, to start the show with the pablum and everything. I almost went yeah. back and decided to reuse all the music that I used on the last time we did this. That'd be some shit. On the pirate radio edit, but then I just kind of ran out of time and I also thought, well, that's just fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck us. <laughs> 388 and 323 are pretty much going to be the exact same episode. Well, that's just bullshit. Yeah, right? We can't do that. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I could just of... I could just release the original intro. Or, yeah. I, or I could just... Like, we could just... You know what? We didn't even have to do this. You could have just put out our actual last review. <laughs> right. Like, we just do this intro. Do, we'll do, do this pablum and then put in the review. <laughs> we could have done that. Why, why are we doing here? <laughs> because you already watched it again and I did the notes again. So we might as well fucking do the work, like the rest of the work, right? Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we are now two-thirds through the box set with this review. And so I'm trying to find some different things that still fit with the whole vampire theme that's going on with vampires. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be reusing at least one song um, oh. from, from the last one. I haven't double-checked to make sure, but it's a song called Vampires from a band called Incubus Succubus. But that's much later in the episodes when that shows up, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up first, because we actually are redoing the same fucking movie that we've already done for the review is The Coffin Shakers with Return of the Vampires. Well, Return of the Vampire because this episode is The Return of the Vampires. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> we get it. Stop hitting us over the head. <laughs> no, it's so much fun to bludgeon you. Oh, well, that's that's probably true, too. <laughs> Up first is the Legion Patreon ad, then The Coffin Shakers with Return of the Vampire to celebrate the Return of the Vampires. And we come back, we'll do the fucking review. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room.
All right, all right, all right. Yeah, we get it, we get it. Vampires have returned onto the show. We're still deep diving into the LaRaz box set, all things considered. Yeah, and everything's going all right. <laughs> According to Matt, everything's coming up Millhouse, but that still yeah. makes me feel uncomfortable. Like something Everything's coming happen. up. How about this? Everything's coming up lesbian vampires. <laughs> Bisexual vampires, but we'll get into that. Yeah, though that too. All right. All right, vampires, the first 20. We start with a creepy abandoned manor and two naked ladies snuggled in bed not even 20 seconds into the flick thank you movie yeah thank you there is some nipple play before a person in a black trench coat and gloves shows up to fill both women with lead from a gun on camera what the fuck dude just let them les out yeah thanks a lot jerk (laughs) let them enjoy themselves you fucking asshole piece of shit they are both dead this cross dissolves into bats flying and our opening credits to some weird jazzy noise rock music the credits end people start talking you guessed it that's our first clip good afternoon good afternoon uh could i have a room for the night please single yes please with bath if possible okay yeah that'll be fine you'd just like to fill in this form name and address thank you gentlemen's an old cloud we haven't seen you down here for years years have gone by since then do you remember me i'm sorry no Positive, I've seen you here before. I'm afraid you're mistaken. I'm sorry. I must have confused you with someone else. I'll show you to your room. Thank you. Do you have some luggage? No, none. It's getting dark already. Uh, take a look at the map, will you? See where we are. Did you see that woman? Me too. I only saw one. No, there was another one. She was hiding behind the trees. Really? I thought she was hiding. Perhaps you're seeing things. No. I'm sure. Well, if they are hitchhikers, someone's bound to give them a lift. Could you give me a lift? It's not too far. Sure. Thanks very much. Well, we've certainly covered a good distance in the last few days. Yes, we have. What's the matter? I mean, nothing. You look worried. Have you noticed that house over there? Yeah, it looks abandoned. This place frightens me. It's not the first time we've camped in the woods. Oh, we're both tired. Oh, you'll be more cheerful after a night's sleep. I'll go down to the lake tomorrow. See if there's any fish. Why should one of them be hiding behind a tree? Oh. Why should one of them be hiding behind a tree? I didn't see anyone hiding. Well, I did. One woman stood on the edge of the road. The other one was hiding in the woods, watching for something. Perhaps just waiting. Perhaps she was waiting whilst her friend stopped the car. There's somebody in that house. I just saw a light move in one of the windows. Okay, so after this, our caravanning couple sleep in a rainstorm and the lady dreams of the women before being awakened by a scream that seems to come from the abandoned manor house. She gets up to get a drink and a man's hand hits the window. It seems somewhat bloody. It scares the shit out of her. This creates dialogue and our next clip. Are you kidding me? John! John! There's the man. There's somebody outside. What? What do you mean? I saw a big hand right there on the window. At this time of night and in this weather, nobody's going to be outside. You must have been dreaming. No. First of all, I heard a scream. It woke me up. And when I was awake, I suddenly saw this horrible hand outside. Oh, 
Come on, darling, let's get back to sleep. Sleep? You don't honestly think I can get any sleep now, do you? The man of the couple goes outside to look around with a flashlight as the lady checks all the windows to see what it is that she can see, if she can. Uh, it's still raining. He comes back in. There's more dialogue. You guessed it. That's Are our you? next clip. Oh, there's no one out there, Harriet, darling, so relax. You've got to convince yourself that you were dreaming. Strap it, because literally almost all dialogue in this review has been considered are, for are clips. You, did you, like, just clip the movie? I mean, no wonder. You probably didn't even do notes the long time. It took just to clip, clip the fucking movie. <laughs> the next morning, the woman awakes to see the two women tromping off from the manor house, and the film cuts to see the car that picked up one of the hitchhikers is on its side, and emergency services find the man dead inside of the car. We cut back from... From this to the caravanning couple and our next clip. The chiming of the church clock that woke me when I saw them pass by. It's the same two women that were close to the road yesterday. A coincidence. Yes, but it was them. They were walking quickly, one behind the other. Well, perhaps they live somewhere close by. But even so, what on earth were they doing at that hour of the morning? They didn't look normal. No. Well, what did they look like then? Can't explain exactly. But they gave me a very strange feeling. Since we arrived at this spot, everything seems strange to you. You see hands and ghosts just about everywhere. After this, we see a montage of the couple relaxing. The ladies painting a wonderful landscape of the manor house and the surrounding grounds. The dude fishes or just chills and like basically falls asleep in a lawn chair or whatever. They're, yeah, they're vacationing. Yeah, well, either that or this is just their life. They might be nomadic and just kind of finding places to chill out and, you know, relax that's for a little while. That's nice, too. They're not bothering anybody. Right. They're all, they're all having a good time. I have no problem with this at all. They cut from no. that to a the redhead vamp getting into another car with someone while the blonde-haired woman watches from the trees. There's some more dialogue that happens, so that's our next clip. Good God. You're not the usual kind of hitchhiker. What's your name? Fran. Fran? Like Francis? No, just Fran. My name's Ted. What are you doing on the road at this time of evening? I decided to take a stroll and then realized it was getting late. I don't live far from here. You remind me very much of someone I knew a long time ago. Yes, very much indeed. Slow down, we're almost there. It's the next on the left. Are you sure that this track is meant for cars? It's a shortcut. It's not often used. Are you English? What makes you ask? You don't look English. Hmm. Well, what are you then? If I told you, you wouldn't believe me. Try me. Hey, John, look. Hmm? It's one of those women with a man. Oh, again? There's his car if you need convincing. No, I don't need convincing. I just don't see anything peculiar about it, that's all. Does this kind of thing excite you? Sometimes. Why? Now, don't be too impatient. I get the impression that you're not too keen on this kind of expedition. Don't worry. Now, listen here. I find you very attractive, but this stroll is becoming rather boring. What the hell is this all about? You can't tell me that you use this place for your dates. Certainly not, but where we're going is quite different from all this. And it's too late to go back now. Well, I mean, it would be a shame to retrace our steps after having arrived so far. And we are nearly there. This is my place. Do you like it? It was better than the rest of the house. 
can't believe it. Does it all belong to you? I'm only a guest. What other surprises have you got for me? We'll see. Now be a darling and light the fire while I get us something to drink. Make yourself comfortable. Relax. The worst's over. I was asking myself... Asking? Well, I don't pretend that you should divulge all your secrets, but... Go on, ask. Is there a limit to the questions? There's a limit to the answers. Do you uh, live here alone? I often receive guests. What do you do for a living? I'm searching all the time, searching for interesting people. It's difficult to find really interesting people. I know, but I keep searching. I know how to fend for myself. I feel happier here than anywhere else. These walls have become my friends, my confidants. You're not easy to understand. That's the way I have to be accepted, with no questions and no explanations. This is my lucky day. Don't ever say that. Never mind. I don't mind unusual situations. They come on their own. Like our meeting on the road today. After the clip, the pair start throwing down, and the film cuts to their afterplay as she pours him more libations, and that's the end of the first 20 minutes. Well, that, uh, 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 they cut us short on one scene, but, you know, they're going to make up for it, so I don't get too mad at the movie. (laughs) Yeah, so this time around, I'm getting a feeling, because it's obvious that the two ladies that got shot are the two women that are roaming around and doing weird, mysterious, supernatural-like things. Yeah. Um that are happening so far when we're watching this, if we predispose that the film's called Vampires and they're on the cover that they are, in fact, vampires, it makes me wonder more if they're like some kind of an entity or a ghost and that this gentleman has something to do with it because there was a dude from the hotel that swears he recognizes him and he was a much older man and he said that he hadn't seen him in years and years and years. I don't know how much in the last time that we took a look at this movie we thought about that or focused on it, but this feels more like a reoccurring haunting where people are slaughtered as sort of a revenge for what happened to the two women and it's primarily men that they lure in mostly in this case and uh, I'm just kind of wondering what your take on that was if this feels more like a ghost story than just a vampire story to you And it's it's a little bit of both because not only that but they need these men as we will see to sustain themselves as they are vampires I believe however they're caught in a very I believe however not everyone is caught in this loop just this dude and these two women and unfortunately then some happenstance people come along and get caught up as well and i think mostly the reason why it's mostly men they get is because it's men are easier to trap because we're led by our goddamn dick so much we can't fucking put a thought one in that possibly seeing women hiding in the forest and picking them up while they're hitchhiking might lead to bad things that's fair yeah we would probably fall for but that. I, I i but i agree with you that i think it's a 50 50 it's not just a vampire story it's a vampire story but the two vamps and this guy are all caught in a vicious loop and unfortunately innocent people get brought into it to sustain the women while the guy just has to slowly die on a constant basis okay so it's part of the curse from him causing them to be cursed vampires is that for the rest of his days and he is aging yes he's gonna be aging coming back to this but they leave him alive because that's part of the punishment they leave him alive and, and 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 yeah and and then they send him away probably in his mind gets wiped so he never remembers then he ends up back in the same fucking town where people recognize him and he's like i've never been here because i don't think he lies about that i think he does thinks i've never been here it's so fucking stupid but then he dies 
or or he's tortured. What I what I was getting at is that they're all actually spirits, and this is sort of like a purgatory slash hell punishment repetition po- thing for them. Possibly, but I think I still think those two women are vampires, and they need blood to survive. And unfortunately, I don't think they're in purgatory. They're just caught in a loop on our earth, and unfortunately, innocent people get drawn into it. Yeah, well, I mean, caught in a loop, stuck in purgatory. Different ways of saying the same kind of thing. Like this is yeah. repetitive thing that has to happen. Repetitive. To yeah, but it's on the it's on the earth. So you think they have physically risen They're, to do this every time? Yes. Okay, that's fair. It's just an interesting way of looking at it, and it's definitely different than any other kind of vampire story that we've really talked that much about because it's a lot more ethereal, it's a lot more dreamy, and it's certainly a significantly bit better than the Blood for Irene series that we did. Right. Talk about a looping vampire that was just fucking too much for us. Yeah. And by no too much, shit. I mean just too fucking boring and badly done <laughs> yeah it was it was not well done at all all right we ready to move on yes yes first 20 we, we kind of we're really into it right now let's get going all right the next 20 starts off with some talking and obviously our next clip jesus are you sure we're alone what makes you ask i get a strong feeling we're not the paranoia does not last long as the pair throw down once again and this time it's mostly on camera and not nearly as exciting as you would hope but no there is nudity so thank you movie yeah yeah, it's, uh, that was nice of you. <laughs> the quote-unquote wild sex ends, and the film cuts to the dude passed out cold as the woman lays there staring at him, looking pretty unfulfilled. A knocking sound wakes up the dude, and it seems the lady sleeps with her eyes open, and that weirds him out. Yeah, she's pretty much dead. She looks dead. She's, yeah, she she's looks got, very dead. Yeah, it's he's got woke up like pretty much, I think, when sunrise hits or whatever it is, and this is part of the routine where she's just laying there dead. That's my guess. Yeah. Same. We then see a door to the room start to slowly creep open. The dude stumbles around as if drunk or drugged as he goes to check on it and he finds nothing. So he wanders back over to the bed and flops down, lays down, however you want to say it, and fade to black. They fade back into the morning light as the dude wakes up alone in that same bed. He gets up hungover and stressed and finds a large gash on his inner elbow, but no blood anywhere around it. He opens the curtains checks his wallet to make sure it has all of his cash and finds one of the glasses they were drinking from is broken and covered with his blood. There is a small amount of blood in the bed by her pillow and the film cuts to him wandering the hallway, smoking a cigarette and asking if anyone is there and basically shouting out Fran's name over and over again. I would also want to find uh, the prepol if I just had a great night like that. Uh, I mean, you know, great as <laughs> as can be, but you know, <laughs> yeah, hoping to double dip yourself there is what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> The dude continues to wander the house smoking, noticing the clock has stopped in the room he wanders into and checks the amount of daylight outside. He eventually wanders over to a table and finds a sort of sacrificial looking knife, then wanders off from that and down the stairs. They cut to him getting into his car and starting it as he turns it around and gets the fuck out of there before driving off to see the caravan couple. That leads to our next clip. (laughs) Excuse me for intruding, but I... I've hurt myself. Yeah, of course. Come on in. Thank you. Uh, sit down. Thanks. It's nothing serious. Just one moment. Only a little cut, but it hurts a bit. It's quite a deep cut. Did it on a piece of glass. Well, I must have had a few too many last night and fallen over a broken glass. Yeah, it's pretty swollen. First, I'll disinfect it. Sorry. 
It's all right, carry on. Yeah, it might hurt, but it helps. Thanks for your help. Well, don't mention it. With my arm in this state, I couldn't have driven very far. You know, you ought to rest for a while. Oh, I feel fine now. You sure? Then let's stay with us and have a cup of coffee. Oh, no, no, thanks. No, she's right, you know. Hot cup of coffee, do you good. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Have you got the correct time, please? Um, 10.15. It's ridiculous, but my watch stopped. It's never done it before. Well, I'd best be on my way. Many thanks for the coffee and your help. That's okay. Does anyone live in that house? That's a question I asked myself earlier. And I still haven't found an answer. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Okay. Now, I want to make note that clocks are stopping, watches stop, and all sorts of things like that happen whenever people come into contact with the women and or are led into the house with them. Yes. I think there is, you you called it a loop and I'm referring to it as purgatory, but I think there is a point where basically they step outside of the living world and how time and space actually works when they mm-hmm. go into the house with the women or whenever they are basically with the women. I don't know exactly where it may be, but I think it's, it's either symbolic of this is they're dead already you know and this is just the loop rehitting again with these vampire women or it's um kind of just an inclination that they're otherworldly and it's supernatural and these guys kind of cross over whenever they're led i don't know if it's the doorway to the house or where it might actually be but something happens where you get marked from interacting with these ladies and you basically are no longer a part of the living world whether they murder you murder you or not yeah right and and you're you're either murdered or you're just having a real sucky time in your life and at some point in time during the clip whenever he shows off his watch and he talks about how his watch stopped we see a car that looks an awful lot like this dude's that's crashed up with a person that looks an awful lot like him and the same watch on but it's not it's so fast it's really hard to tell if that's what they intended or not and they just kind of move past it really quick so we don't know if maybe this guy's already dead and his body's already been disposed of or what the fuck is going on we just see him back at the caravan as he drives off again they discuss the man and how the wife had to ask questions fuck it, that is dialogue and our next clip. Word. The urge was too strong. You had to ask him, or you would have exploded. Yeah. <sighs> he didn't answer my question, did he? Uh, Look. He's going back to the house. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. He's going back to the house. I'm sorry about this morning. I had to get up at the crack of dawn and I couldn't get back any earlier. I had so much to do. Will you forgive me? Ah, not to worry, you're here now. Oh, I almost forgot. I'm not alone. I'm with friends. I'm sure you'll like them. That's Miriam and her friend. Breezing in here. Well, I'll have this a light in a jiffy. Do you like that? Hmm. Look, may I make a phone call? Afraid not. Hmm? There's no telephone in the house. No, it doesn't matter. It's just that I'd arranged to meet some friends of mine. I'd like to have let them know I was going to be a bit late. Oh, I feel so guilty. It's okay. Can I give you a hand, darling? No, thanks. It's okay. I'm afraid it's all we've got to offer. Red wine, but a very good vintage. Thanks. Good help. Do you like it? Mm. Everyone seems to like it. The cellars here are stacked high with the stuff. Some of it must be years old. Really? Have a drop more. Mm, Thanks. Miriam, darling, I'm afraid you'll have to go down to the cellar to fetch some more. I'm sure Rupert will be able to help you in the choice of an excellent vintage. Mm, with pleasure. Let's go, then. I waited for you all day until I fell asleep in the car. Forgive me about this morning. I thought I'd be back earlier. This girl, your friend. Miriam? Yes. 
Was she here last night? No, I told you we were alone. Just you and I. But... Does she live here with you? More or less, she's my girlfriend. We have a lot in common, get on very well together. But it's crazy to live in an old place like this. No telephone, a place almost in ruins. These walls could fall in on you any moment. Who is this chap, Rupert? A very nice man. How long have you known him? Since this afternoon. He gave us a lift here. They've chosen a bad spot for camping. Well, I don't see why. It's attractive and quiet. Nobody's bothered us. That's not the point. How often do you read of horrible things happening in just such a situation? Quiet, isolated corner. Couple like us. Oh, darling, please. Don't start all that again. Well, first there were those two women. And that man with a cut on his arm. Well, now you're exaggerating. The poor man came in search of help, which is perfectly natural. Well, you cut yourself and the first thing you do is look for help. Logical, no? Well, when I asked him if anyone lived in the house or not, he avoided a proper reply. Well, not exactly. He implied in a very friendly manner that you shouldn't stick your nose into other people's affairs. And I find that perfectly reasonable. Point. He said he didn't know if the place was inhabited or not. And then he spends his nights there. Now why? Oh, for goodness sake. Because he probably has a wonderful time with that woman. Or the two women. The ones you're so concerned about. Or perhaps they live in the house. Or perhaps he lives there himself. Or somebody does. Well, how should I know? Oh, Harriet. No normal person would live in a place like that. No. No. That is the end of the second 20 minutes. I mean, the guy's being pretty dismissive of his wife's concerns or girlfriend or whatever she is. But I mean, it is kind of creepy. She's not wrong, but also I think she's a little over into what's going on. And I think more or less, he's just like, keep your nose to yourself. Yes, they're acting strange, but, you know, we're here just camping. We're not on those grounds. That is a manor house. You know, these people have the right to their own privacy in their business. The guy hurt. She's a busybody. Right. She's a busybody. I refer to her as as that in my notes quite a bit, actually, coming up. When I actually start taking notes and stop just doing all Just because she's right doesn't mean she isn't a busybody. Right. She's absolutely sticking her nose where it doesn't belong. And I wonder how long, if they would have just stayed there camping, if they would have been fine until all of this ended or if they still would have gotten taken, you know? Because there's a certain point where her busybody nosiness of staring out the window, wondering what's going on, takes a step too far. And she pushes it too far. We haven't gotten there yet. No, we're getting there, but... Yeah, but it's getting closer and closer because she's more concerned with what's going on around her, which justifiably so, she's a little concerned about the strange behavior of the women. But so far, her husband's also right in that we haven't really, like, from their perspective, other than that guy flopping in admitting he was drunk and may have fallen on some broken glass that he cut his elbow with, other than that, they don't really have a whole hell of a lot of indication that these women are really doing anything wrong other than going to pick dudes up. I mean, we've seen the car crash crashes after it's over we know what's going on but she doesn't know that she's just nosy yeah she is <laughs> very much so what the fuck lady just let these women live their lives let them enjoy themselves yeah right holy cow come on man <laughs> you ready to move on yeah all right so the third 20 starts with fran talking the dude with the arm cut into some more fucking she strips as he checks his arm wound her stripping is a definite thank you movie so they start throwing down again and the film cuts away to fran and her dude snuggling in 
what seems to be post-coitus. Oh, yeah. They, they, they had themselves a, a fine evening. His elbow wound starts to bleed again, and she crawls over to lick it up, and there is something oh. very, very sexual about this. Not for me. It's, uh, it's a hard pass. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. No, that was working for me. I know it doesn't work for you, but that definitely yeah, no, no, and I And me. I do not begot you that. If you if you guys if anybody liked it yeah if anybody if any of you guys liked it more power to you. If you want a fear boner. Yeah, exactly. They cut from this to Fran finds her blonde friend mesmerized out in the hallway and covered in blood on her mouth and hands. The pair writhe in ecstasy together for a moment and dart off to a room where the young lad has his throat ripped open and is flopping about. The pair descend on him and start a feeding frenzy as he struggles to fight them. It's horrific and fucking sexy as shit all at once. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad, huh? <laughs> and then Fran grabs a knife and the sexy blood feeding reaches a crescendo as the kid dies from multiple stab wounds and these ladies go nuts on him. Oh yeah, they I mean, dude, when they go into a feeding frenzy, it's 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 scary as shit and uh, also super sexy. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> they cut from this to the ladies dragging his corpse down the stairs and then cut to the women showering together. Thank you, movie. <laughs> as Fran's friend says that Fran is playing a dangerous game and she must kill him before it's too late yeah then yeah yeah it, but oh man shower scene yeah then the pair throw down in some lesbian shower sex in this shower scene. scene and i'll tell you what this sequence makes it really hard to type with just one hand but thank you movie yeah, yeah. well that's why you write this down i mean first you get the business done and then you type it i mean what are you thinking <laughs> same time man same time same time same time I don't know you. Same time. <laughs> they cut from this to the ladies go out hunting yet again, and this time the busybody caravan lady follows them through the woods and spies on them as she does it. See, I did decide on the previous 20 minutes that she was a busybody. I started calling yes, her, her, you, her that you, here. <laughs> you did. You did. The ladies creep through a church cemetery and quicken the pace, losing the caravan busybody lady in the process. They cut from this to the dude with the vaginal elbow wound as he he comes to and starts chugging wine yet again and then tries to muster enough energy to get up and peer out the window. He discovers the mirror in the room has been wallpapered over and yeah, that is fucking weird and a total warning sign, dude. That is that is what we like to call in the business a red flag. They cut from this to caravan dude is dressing and sees his lady return. They cut from this to vagina elbow dude happens upon a car accident while driving and it's the dude from last night dead as a fucking doornail and vagina elbow dude recognizes him at once yeah and and yeah it still goes back what i mean <sighs> yeah. listen some people just deserve to die okay <laughs> you can't help them they cut from this to vagina elbow dude goes back to the manor house and starts to further investigate as he snoops around the abandoned house yeah why why just leave go Get out of there. He ends up heading down to the basement or cellar, which is a huge mistake with vampires around, you fucking idiot. Yeah, that was dumb. He Way is, dumb. He is trapped in the underground tunnels that is this cellar. When he finds that, the door slams shut behind him and the latch breaks so he cannot open it. This is great. He goes exploring the cellar tunnels and rooms, lighting a candle for just a moment to help him along the way. Then he just decides to fuck this, parks his ass down, lights up a smoke, and looks around the wine cellar room in this part of the house, but just doesn't move from there. Yeah. They cut from this to the cemetery and then the caravan's busybody as she continues to paint the 
manor house. She hears a noise behind her and sees the two vamps walk up to her. Fran says, I always knew we would find each other by this sign. I will always recognize you. I don't know what that all means or what, but okay. They go all into right. the house. <laughs> they go into the what house. What do you need to tell yourself to live? <laughs> They go into the house and Vagina Elbow Dude calls out. They find him and retrieve him. Wait, there's dialogue going on, so that's our next clip. Open up! Who's there? Fred? Open the door for me! Fred! Is anybody there? Fred! Is that you, Fred? Yes, what's happened? The wind blew the door shut and the handle has fallen out. What on earth made you come down here? I was looking for you. Are you all right? I've been locked down here the whole bloody day. Do you know that your friend, Rupert, who was here last night, is dead? Dead? Yeah. I saw his car on the main road this morning. He didn't look too fit as he left last night. I told him to drive carefully. He'd had too much to drink. That's terrible. Poor Rupert. Yeah. And now I'd like to get out of this damn cellar as soon as possible. Come on. I'll take you upstairs. Yeah. Let's go. And what's more, there's a few things I'd like you to explain to me. He is led upstairs. They get naked again. Look like they will throw down once again, but the dude drops himself across the bed as he clutches the vaginal-looking wound on his elbow. She kisses him all over, including the vag on his elbow. Mm-hmm. As her that is gross. As her friend walks in to start feeding on the elbow vag as well, and then things turn into erotic vampire murder as the lesbian couple do a lesbian 69, or at least it's implied. Then the pair start throwing down as they are feeding on him occasionally. That is that two-week dude with the vag elbow. <laughs> He's too weak to do anything about it. This is hot, and man, is it really difficult to type these notes one-handed. Oh, my lord. Well, okay, that's all you. You you have yourself a great time. Camera spins, and we dissolve into the next day, and that is the end of the first hour. Jesus, thankfully. <laughs> this uh, little... It wasn't really a feeding frenzy. It was like sort of a little blood orgy that they had where they were drinking his blood, both enjoying it and savoring it, and then going after each other sexually. Well, he's kind of conscious. He's kind of watching them do it. He kind of can't really do anything about it. He's definitely under their spell. And it makes you wonder what's in the wine that these ladies have been feeding these people. Is it drugged in some way as well to help them on their way? I would take a taste of it and see. If it knocks me out, you know it's potent shit. (laughs) Make sure you do it in the same room with the lesbian vampires that are coming after you. Don't tell me how to live my life, all right? I'm not, you're not my boss. You're not my supervisor, okay? (laughs) Well, you know, if you're going to really feed the lesbian vampires, you might as well be drinking their wine in the same room with them. Listen, they're going to fucking, they're going to, if they feed off of me, they're going to need to be on blood pressure medication. They'll gain like 60 pounds. That's nothing but straight fat, baby. Why would they want to put their teeth in man yeah exactly this is from i think that vampires why would they want to put their teeth in man meat i think that's exactly what it's from (laughs) the thing is they're bisexual though because they clearly like men you never know they could just be straight for blood (laughs) instead of gay for pay they're straight for blood yeah straight for blood (laughs) that's pretty fucked up way of looking at it but all right i'm just saying it's a possibility (laughs) that's all i'm saying yeah, well, they're definitely into each other, but I mean, they also find men's blood quite attractive. Yes. Yeah, they love uh, uh, stabbing and cutting men. So hey, we that's have that what in they're common. into. You're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> 
You want to move on then? Yeah, let's let's go ahead. All right, this is going to be the end run to the final act of the film. So here we go. We see that it is the next day when it dissolves from this uh, sexual orgy that we were talking about into the next day. We see it's the next day. The blonde vamp lady wanders the hallways in a see-through nightgown. She closes the curtain to block out the sun and goes to wake Fran to tell her that it is daytime. Fran seems out of it and has to quite literally be dragged out of bed. They cut from this to the busybody lady wanders past a private property, no trespassing sign, and I do believe this is the sign that is the demarcation point of when the vampirous women can actually do bad things to you, is when you yeah, cross I think that so. line. Yeah, because you're on their property. Yeah, well, it's like the, the grounds themselves are doomed, and I think that sign is basically the demarcation point. Uh, we don't see anything happen with her watch from here, but this, this definitely, this is the point of no return, and if you would argue that that's not the point of no return, there's another one where you cannot argue that it's definitely not the point of no return. Yeah, right. All right, well, she's in an overcoat, and she's just kind of wandering around the property. We see the ladies dart down the stairs, and then they cut to the busybody lady approaching the manor home. Then they cut from that to Fran and her friend dart into the cellar. Then they cut from that to the busybody wanders the manor grounds and up the steps towards the front windows to have a little bit of a snoop about. Now, this may also be the point where some people would argue, no, maybe she just has to go inside the house. Well, you just fucking wait. (laughs) Yeah, because it's coming. She tries a door, which obviously means that she is going to go snoop about inside the house and then finds that it's locked. So she wanders around some more trying to find another door, which she does, which is the very front door we've seen the vampire women cross through. She finds that it is open and she wanders inside and starts to cautiously step into the foyer as she then begins a proper home invasion snoop about. She crossed the threshold of the door. We know how vampire lore works. If it's a vampire's lair and you have to cross that before they can feed on you because everybody that they attack seems so far to be inside the manor is where at least starts or they have to be inside the manor first for them to be able to be fed upon. She has definitely crossed that barrier. There is no arguing that at this point. No, yeah, she's she's fucked up. She wanders down the stairs where the Vag Elbow dude got locked in and starts snooping through the tunnel areas under the house. She finds Fran passed out on a fainting couch, but does not notice the blonde vamp is huddled in the corner. The blonde vamp wakes up and flees outside of the room and away from the caravan busybody. Caravan busybody leaves Fran where she is and has more of a snoop as the blonde vamp follows her about lurking in the shadows. The busybody backs into a long since desiccated corpse and we see behind that one specific corpse there is yet another desiccated corpse in the far corner that she does not seem to notice. Did you happen to take notice of the type of hair color and what those bodies look like? Uh, Yeah, they look like them, right? Yeah, they look like the women skeletons that were there yeah right. yeah that's um that's uh that's that's a message right there i think yeah it's uh, a, it's a bit of sure. a hint that this is more yeah. of an ethereal spiritual vampire thing or like they're vampire ghosts or something not mm-hmm. not your typical vamp story or something along those lines well she flees the cellar without ever even noticing those fucking corpses and runs smack into her man at the top of the stairs scaring the ever loving shit out of her also creating dialogue which is our next clip have you gone quite mad God, it's you. What are you doing here? I might ask you the same. What the bloody hell do you think you're doing in this house when it doesn't belong to you? I've seen them down there. They spend their days asleep in the cellar. Let's get out immediately. It's the truth, John, I tell you. Those two women are down there like living dead. When you didn't return and time was getting on, I imagined you'd be sticking your nose in somewhere or other that you shouldn't be. 
You're impossible. As the pair wander off, we see that the vagina elbow dude is still alive, but just fucking barely as he cannot seem to stand up or have the strength to crawl away. They cut from this to the vamp ladies pick up another victim. They cut from that to Vag Elbow calls out to Fran and collapses again. They cut from that to the vamp vixens bring the latest morsel of food back to their manor house once again. Fran leaves the blonde with the dude and that leads to our next clip. Who's there? Outside. I hear voices. Met him. Picked him up. On the roadside, no doubt. Just like Rupert. Just like me. Who are you? Where the hell do you come from? I must get away from here. I must get away from here! Would you like a drink? Yes, very much indeed. God, just a second. Thank you. You're welcome. Say when. Well, that's plenty of Fran! Oh, that's Fran's boyfriend. This always happens when he drinks too much. Oh, really? Poor chap. Better luck next time. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Mmm, and this is excellent. It's one of the best ones I've ever tasted. Good. Have some more. Thank you. It's a vintage of our own. My friend and I are rather proud of it. And yet I could tell you everything you wanted to know about this wine. Oh, yes? I don't believe you. My dear young lady, you were sitting in front of a true connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Now, wait. And first, I'll tell you the country of origin. It shouldn't be too difficult to judge. You'll never guess. I'll bet you anything you like. Don't be too sure. I'm an expert. And I've recognized some very obscure wines in my time. Well, let's see how you manage this time. All right, fine. Just a moment. Mm. It's a claret. Yes, but no, that's no, wait, 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 wait. It's uh, comes from a small vineyard. Mm. Mm. Well matured. Go on. Mm. Very well matured. Indeed. Positive and yet no, no, no. It's too light. It's definitely not a Santamillion or a Grave. It's it's uh, mm. it's a Medoc, and therefore it must be a Margot. <laughs> yeah, uh, Polyac. No, 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 no. It's too. Uh, too highly scented, too feminine to be a Polyak. It's, it's... I've tasted this wine in the Saint-Julien region. Yes, it's a Saint-Julien. Sorry to disappoint you, but you're wrong. This wine comes from a remote part of the Carpathian Mountains. The Carpathians? Yes, that's right. Lucky you didn't have a bet on it. Well, anyway, it's excellent. <laughs> what a pity your friend isn't here to appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. They cut from this to the caravan couple getting ready to throw down. But I do have a quick question for the lady of the caravan. Why take off the boots first, right? You were wearing a skirt. Your underwear could have very easily slipped over the boots. Why not leave the boots on? Why not? It'd be a little bit more fun. Give your man a thrill. Also, yeah. you know, you can hey. you can kind of use those boots to hurt him a little bit, and maybe he'll like that. I mean, that's true. He might like... I mean, are, wait, are you talking about him or you now? Uh, anyway, so this God is... God uh, damn it. How many <laughs> lawyers are in the room? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Anyway, this is a consensual sex scene. So once again, thank you, movie. Very little sex or nudity in this film is not able to be enjoyed according to the rules of the PSYOP. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a fact. I mean, the only real problem is there's some violence on screen with the nudity and some blood feasting, which some of us are way more into than others on this show. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I guess so. Well, they cut from this to the ladies uh, lead that wine connoisseur dude to the basement and fuck it, they're talking. That is our pent ultimate clip. Well, you've certainly got a good stop. Now, that's a beautiful wine. Oh, I have a much better one than that to show you. What, really? Better than this? Yes, much better. Well, that's fantastic. You know this wine is nearly 15 years old. That really is the sort of wine I appreciate. 
When I tell the taps about this, they just won't believe it. An isolated house in the woods, at the witching hour of midnight, in a cellar full of this marvellous wine, and above all else, in the company of two very charming ladies. It's almost too good to be true. Nothing's too good to be true. The only trouble is life's too short. <laughs> and for you. That's strange. What? My watch has stopped. Look. Huh? That's never happened before. <laughs> with this Fran starts making out with the dude who pulls down the top of her dress and he goes after a titty suck or two just before making a play for a threesome that was super smooth by just yeah. sliding right into kissing the blonde vamp lady and she seems into it uh fakes him out and then bites his fucking neck so not so hot for him but pretty hot for those of us watching this didn't, didn't go well for him so now we got ourselves some real fun to watch folks he scrambles away in fear and disbelief as the ladies lunge at him with knives in a stabbing frenzy that cuts away to vag elbow dressed and stumbling and then it cuts back to the feeding and stabbing frenzy that's really fucking hot and then they cut away from that to vag elbow falling down the stairs god damn it trying to flee then it cuts back to the ladies emerging from the basement then it cuts to vag elbow stumbling up to the caravan it cuts from this to the couple wanting to take the vag elbow man to get some help the hubby wants to go start the car but he is attacked in the car by the vamps and is now sincerely dead well most sincerely dead yeah most sincerely dead this particular feeding frenzy is a total fear boner generator for most of us yeah um i mean i don't know if i like the idea of dying but uh Oh, it's fucking sexy it's, and terrifying all at once. That's where I like to live. It's a fear boner. It's, it's a fear boner. They cut back to the caravan as Busybody pauses to snoop about and goes to the car to find her husband dead as the vamps lunge for her and drag her off. We cut to the vamps take the woman to the basement and strip her nude, which is the only nudity not uh, enjoyable in the film because she is demanding that they stop. They prepare to feast on her as well. I think they slash her throat and then the screaming stops immediately. They cut from that to the vamps darting through the forest at dawn and vag elbow stumbles towards his car the vamps debate going to kill the dude as they then just keep moving and dart through the cemetery it fades to black and then it fades in and cuts to our final clip hey there hey listen this is private property and you shouldn't be parked here didn't you read the notice on the road back there eh? what now, come on, wake up. Be thankful I don't run you in. Drinking and trespass. The next time, go and drink your wine somewhere else. It's always the same old story. Oh, wait a minute. Let me explain. I'm not interested in your explanations. Now, the best thing you can do is to move on. I work to do, and your presence here is not an asset. The price being asked for the house is cheap for the amount of land it stands on. Is there any truth in the legend they tell about this old house? Well, it seems that some years ago, the bodies of two young unidentified women were found. A sad story that hasn't helped selling the house. 
know how superstitious people are. The murderer always returns to the scene of his crime. But the ghosts of these two poor women haunt the building. One can't believe in such things nowadays. Can what? My wife and I would be thrilled at the idea of having a ghost in the place. Just imagine informal weekends here. Oh, darling, isn't that fascinating? We just can't miss this opportunity. During the clip, Vag Elbow takes off as he was told to do, and the old couple walk towards the house with the realtor guy. Roll fucking credits. Okay, so they know it's haunted. They talk about how it's haunted. All of the things that we've seen seems more like ghosts and or a reoccurring thing to me. So whether they were vampires before and this is like a reoccurring haunting thing and they were somehow slaughtered as vampires or if uh, they being slaughtered turned them into vampires and it's like this repetitive haunting thing where they kill people but they just sort of disappear and go into this nebulous other world based upon what's happening in this house. I don't know. Maybe this old couple in the realtor are going to get sucked into it and get killed too when they they step through the threshold of the house. Who knows? Right. You never know. You don't know what's going to happen with these people. Yeah. Uh, The other part of it might also be that because it's after the end of this cycle where they ran off again and all the feeding was done, uh, maybe this old couple can have this and then however long it takes for this to come back around, as long as they're not there, they won't die. Who knows? Yeah. Until the the guy has to come back. Where all the wine comes from that they keep drinking, that's like this weird Carpathian vintage of some sort, or if it's just the women's blood that they're, you know, giving to the guys to entice them, because I've seen that before where vampires can use their own blood. (laughs) to you know claim a victim or or what have you i don't i don't know i don't know exactly every time i i hear uh carpathian i think of ghostbusters 2 only a carpathian would choose new york city well vigo is a little bit of a hint towards the real life vlad tepish i think yeah because some of the things they accuse vigo of doing in that movie is very similar to the things that the actual vlad the impaler did oh well Good for them. Minus making prophecies once his head was removed. I don't think that he did that. Not that I can prove anyway. Once his head was dead. (laughs) When his head was dying. Yeah. So um, a lot of what's going on in the movie is really ethereal and ghost-like and just feels sort of like a fever dream. So I'm not like, again, I'm not really 100% convinced that they are corporeal beings that are there. I think it's people are crossed over and they are when they're lured in, they pretty much just enter this weird nexus realm that these people are in and the, the vampire ladies feed on them there and then everything disappears, including their car. Like the cutaways of like the cars showing up later is basically yeah. like where they rematerialize for the corporeal body after the person's been fed on is dead. And that's why it all looks like car crashes. That's why they're all there naked. And that's why they can't find any other evidence and track it back to where these men came from. You know, like I think the stories that are surrounding this old building are just all the people that wind up dead somewhere in this vicinity. That is a possibility. I mean, you, you can't really uh, discount that. Uh Yeah, I still just think they're caught in some stupid loop. (laughs) Sure, but there's something that's closing that loop, and anybody that steps into it uh, winds up in a car crash dead naked if it's a dude. Or or in the case of the caravan couple, I think they stayed outside of it, even though the vampires came up to her and said that they recognized her and that they would see her again or something along those lines from that mark. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe because they said that. So maybe that couple is part of all this. Yeah, it's really hard to tell. 
and it leaves it yeah. somewhat to open to interpretation and to think about, and it gives you an opportunity to have a bit of a discussion about it like we're doing here. And, and I actually yeah. rather enjoy that. That's all very cool stuff. Yeah, it's nice. It's a good thing. It's good. Yeah. And I actually really enjoyed revisiting it, even though I knew the pretty much the entire time that we were going to be revisiting it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, um, it's still was a fun watch to go through and talk about. Yeah, it was. It was a, that was a good time. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed watching it again. All right. So we but should not just for the dirty reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dirty reasons in this print definitely made me a lot happier. Yeah. Well, that's I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I think we should probably do some PSYOP news, and uh, there's a specific story that I think we should probably give the people, too. Okay. Uh, It's in the group, and it's pretty much what we got stuck in our butts last year. Really? Yeah. I thought we already did that. Well, we did it for 2020. We did it for 2021. Now it's 2022's turn. Oh, all right. God damn, there's so many things in people's butts. (laughs) Well, while you pull up that article and we discuss that topic privately and on our own before I even play any more music, we're going to be sung out here by the Riftones. Yes, that is the guys from the final iteration of MST3K, whenever they do music and riff on a movie at the same time with the song Sparkly Vampires. When we come back, we'll find out what stuff people stuck in their butts last year. So they are very clearly making fun of the sparkly vampires from the Twilight series because I think yes. this, the Riftones actually did that as a Rift Tracks live, and that's why they made that song. Yes, that is uh, that is that is very true. We can uh, stop talking right. about the song if you found the article. I have the article now. <laughs> All right, so let's tell everybody what people put in their butts with some Zion news. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, uh, this is the defector. What did we get stuck in our rectums last year? Ooh, is well, that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? Uh, it's possible. It's possible. We're going to find out. And our uh, rectal passage. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, fuck. I believe our man Robert in the field actually posted this article. Yes, for he us did. Too. He if you've ever put incredibly long penis, <laughs> he certainly does. And uh, if he's sticking it in rectums, hopefully he doesn't get stuck. If you've ever put anything inside yourself and gotten it out again without needing medical attention, congratulations! Booty booty juice, gotta have it. My asshole actually sweat. Well, I mean, I suppose it's gonna happen uh, if you're, you know, getting things stuck in there. Anyway, all right. Uh, 
things went uh, things went way better for you than they did for so many other poor souls. And uh, this is a tribute to American ingenuity, American perver- uh, per- perseverance, and above all else, American recklessness. All uh, reports are taken from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission's database of emergency room visits. All descriptions are verbatim, and will always and, and as always, remember that uh, flared uh, flared base is your best friend. As always, objects are sorted by orifices. So, okay, we're skipping nose, ear, throat, and like I said, this is uh. Give me a second here. Uh, here we go. Wrecked him. Damn near killed him. Oh, boy. And let's take the deep dive again, boys and girls. Um, Plastic toy fish? That's fair. Is that fair for you? <laughs> if it's like the kind that's like the, the one that flops around or whatever, I can see where someone might want to do that for the thrill. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, I suppose that's uh, that's not unheard of. Yeah. Uh, small bird toy. Small bird toy. Small small bird small bird toy. Yeah. A toy for a bird or a toy uh, bird? Your guest is as good as mine. <laughs> uh, Whichever one is less s- painful is what I'm going to picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Silver, uh, silver, silver, uh, magnet. <laughs> Easy way to get that out is to find another magnet. Yeah, you gotta find another magnet and you'll be fine. Yeah, it's all, it's all there. <laughs> Sent in by wife for a possible 16 ounce glass bottle in rectum. <laughs> Ouch! That, uh, that would be hurtful. That sounds dangerous. Yeah, I would, uh, I would assume. Uh, skincare bottle. And that is not how you care for your skin, folks. It goes on the outside, not on the inside. Come on. <laughs> how dare you? Uh, hair mousse can. Oh my uh, goodness. A hair mousse can? Yeah. A uh, piece of a lamp. Oh, not a I whole lamp, just a piece. Not, not a whole, just a piece. Just a piece uh, of a we're lamp. Not, we're not perverts here. All right. So <laughs> it's just a piece of a lamp. Come on. Or a lamb. Lamp. At first I saw it, I thought it did say lamb, and I was like, that is. That's horrific. F- that's horrific. You people, uh, you need some. You need some Jesus in your life. That's uh, how you get lambs stuck in you, man. Yeah, right. Jesus. Uh, anyway, let's see here. Uh, cube-shaped toy. <laughs> Handmade toy made out of metal. Oh, God. It was like a rocket or some shit. Yeah. Or maybe a handmade sex toy. That they're trying to sell as a rocket. Yeah, or something. Uh, uh, let's see. A crayon. Uh, ratchet wrench. <laughs> a a T-handle wrench. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Says was in the shower and fell and the shower stopper stuck up rectum. Sure he fell on the shower to get that stuck up rectum. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering. Or they, I should say. I'm not going to just assume a gender. But that right. sounds like such a male excuse. Yeah, right. Uh, action figure head. Action figure. Toilet brush. <laughs> that was two separate incidences, but the same yes. actual action figure. The in Two separate incidences, but it was an action figure in both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The second time they actually figured out how to get the action figure out themselves, but the head got dislodged. Right. <laughs> While it was stuck uh, in the butt. Toilet brush. Patient <sighs> complaining of rectal pain. Patient admits to inserting sex toys six months prior. Six Spoon. months? Yeah, I don't think it was... Well, maybe, yeah, must have still been in there. Yeah, six months. Wow. Uh, spoon. <laughs> Vibrator egg. Patient not sure if passed in stool. <laughs> Def- deflated balloon. <laughs> Fizzed-sized water balloon. Fist-sized water balloon. Fist-sized water balloon. Yep. You know what they're uh, doing, right? They're putting it in there and then filling it up later, right? Is that, yeah. that's, the, that's the kink that they're doing, yeah. Yeah, that seems to be it. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh Vegetable peeler. Hmm. Why? 
I don't know. Uh, patient states that he has a big toy stuck in rectum. Patient says he fell on top of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> comb. A comb. You notice where there's a lot of dudes that are slipping and falling on dildos? Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> Fragrance <laughs> beads. Fragrance beads? Fragrance beads. Really? Reusable ice pack. Oh, glass beer bottle. Guys, what's with the glass? Let's let's all settle down. Yeah, please do not put glass objects into yourself, especially beer bottles, which are notoriously thin. Uh, quote, had a few beers and then placed a long wax candle into his rectum. Lost balance, fell onto a couch, and lost hold of the candle. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so this guy says that he, he fell. Was, he says, listen, I, I had a few beers and he decided that he wanted to, uh, put a, he, he put wanted, he wanted to, yeah. Yeah, put a candle in there. Yeah, but Pilkin, I believe this oh. is the one person I believe fell and got it lodged because he was already getting it lodged. Yeah, right. When he fell. Uh, I get that. Yeah, yeah. At least he's being honest about it. Right. He was probably using the couch to hold the candle in place yeah. so that he could get whatever he was going to get going with it. And then that's when he fell and it just went all the way through. Pill container, cologne bottle, and perfume bottle. <laughs> said, quote, oh. says girlfriend put vibrator and rectum while he was asleep. And you didn't wake up. Yeah, that's straight up rape, though. He, yeah, well, yeah, unless this is a predetermined thing that they were allowed to do. Yeah. But yes, that's a sexual assault. Yes. Yeah. Billiard ball. Oh, Jesus. Patient, I know, right? Patient says he was playing with a container of athlete's foot spray and accidentally it ended up in his rectum. A lot of accidents happen around here, but you're just, you're just goofing around, I guess. Just goofing around, putting things in your butt. And accidents happen. Clip. Uh, Clip. Also, I have a hard time believing that you can just accidentally take a can of spray like that and have it end yeah, up there. I, I, that's what I, I would also wonder uh, about why that's happening. I just don't uh, think it's possible, my man. Stainless steel rod oh really yeah well you know what that's gonna be bringing right of course oh is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum it could be and uh, passage. ice cream cone a monopoly piece my and finally actually sweat two poker chips because of a bet and there you go <laughs> that is what went up our rectums uh, in the past year booty, ju- booty juice gotta have it now <laughs> Well, folks, uh, make sure that whatever you're putting up there has some kind of a plate or an end to it to where it doesn't get lodged and stuck so that you can always get it back out. Because let's face it, you're going to want to leave it in there as long as you want, but you definitely don't want it in there longer than you want. Yeah, because then you're going to be on this list. Yeah. And you and don't, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, you don't want that. But every year that it gets posted, we're going to probably do this eventually. We're always, we're always going through it every January. <laughs> At some point in time. Absolutely. It's the way that we're going to reign in the new year for you. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would assume so. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and pull the chain on this one. This is more than long enough of an episode. Agreed. All right, so we're going to play the Ending Legion promo, and then after that, we're going to come back with the band, as I promised, Incubus Succubus, and the song Vampire, spelled exactly like they do for this movie. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. 
horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Succubus with the song Vampires, which is spelled exactly with the Y, just like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice for them. Very convenient. Yeah, it's also a whole lot of deja vu. And if these vampire women are stuck in a loop, then maybe Matt and I are stuck in a loop, and we're going to end up covering this again in like 60 more episodes. I'm starting to think we should do that now. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking lame. I don't want to keep reviewing the same movie every 60 weeks of my life. But we're in a loop. <laughs> we're in the loop. Now we're in the loop. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, you can find all the uh, previous instances where we have covered vampires on legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast because we're stuck in this loop. We're also available on the Legion Discord chat where you can chat it up with us, have a couple of moments where you spend some time with some fellow listeners and our other podcasters just talking about whatever's on their mind in modern day entertainment or just whatever's going on in their lives. Really nice fucking place to hang out and just chill. Not really all that super busy, so join up. Have a couple of things to say and see where it goes. Mm, mm, talk to each other. Make, I'm gonna, make I'm nice. Gonna, I'm going to lay out all the other social media stuff that has to do with our memes and how that gets posted. Number one, right. go straight to the cinema underscore psyops Instagram feed, which then immediately is shared to the cinema psyops main page for the show where I post all the episodes. From that page, I then share it to my personal account of Court Psyops, then to our Facebook group, also named Cinema Psyops for the show, and also the page and all of that. It's all aptly named, very easy to find. It's also shared to about 12 other groups or 11 other groups in total, and then it ends up making it to where it's a total of 13 shares from that page. All of our episodes are shared there as well in the Facebook group. And then additional memes that I just find and don't deem worthy to share during the workday for everybody. I share to my main page and or just directly to the group, depending upon how offensive they may be. Yeah. And if they're really offensive, that's when he's sharing them with family. (laughs) That would require me to contact my family in some way, shape or form, which I don't often do. Oh, yeah. Who wants to do that? Sounds like a mess. (laughs) Well, while you're out there listening to this show, because it's the only way that I contact you, kick the fuck out of this weekend. (laughs) Get your 
fetish. That's my fetish. That's my fetish. That's my fetish. All right, calm it down. <laughs> All right, you uh, recording on your side yet? I'm going to be here. I am now. One, two, three. Everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> so that means it's not working right? <laughs> no, it's fine. Everything's fine. Shut up. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Don't be mean to Millhouse. He didn't do anything to you. <laughs> he existed, therefore I'm not happy with him. Damn. <laughs> Cold-blooded shit going on in this goddamn podcast yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's review the first movie that we're going to do twice now. <laughs> yeah, right? The first movie we've done twice. I'm like watching. I'm like, am I insane? Or have we done this before? <laughs> yeah, I kind of knew that we were going to be doing a double dip on this one, but I felt like it was yeah. worth it. But let's save it for the actual pablum and let's just get the show started. Word up. All right, here we fucking go. Oh, shit. I numbered these wrong. Uh-oh. That's ah, no big deal. I got it. Two seconds. I'm just renumbering them. Cool. So I still recorded the same number of clips. My notes just had them misnumbered. All is well. Everything is fixed. And three, two, one. Man. <laughs> Hold on. This is... uh. Articles causing my phone to have cancer. Oh, that's okay. You know what I also think might actually be from our original coverage of vampires? What's I'm that? going to kick shame you for the stabbing fetish, okay? That might, yeah, that would, uh, that's, that's a distinct possibility. <laughs> and I do want to kink shame you for all of that. So. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, fuck. Sorry, man. My phone, either my phone's dying or this website's just the fucking word. shape or form, which I don't often do. Oh, yeah. Who wants to do that? Sounds like a mess. <laughs> well, while you're out there listening to this show, because it's the only way that I contact you, kick the fuck out of this weekend, make <laughs> it your bitch. And we're done.